minutes of our lives inside Either we're in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives What's up, guys? Welcome into the Work Forever podcast. I'm your host, Roy Edwards. This is the podcast where we talk about automation, AI, artificial intelligence, collaborative intelligence, technology, and the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday. And I got Sydney here with me. Hi, guys. So that means we're doing a hotspot episode where we're cruising the internet. So what do you got for us today, Sid? So I have a couple here all about automation again. Um, And the first one is really just talking about... Um, basically the trends for 2023, 2023, what they think, um, and how, kind of how like the recession is going to be impacting businesses and, um, automation. Okay. Um, so from CFO dive is the website here, CFOs to combat downturn with more automation. Um, and it's talking about how we should be looking at automation, not as a bad thing mm-hmm. again, like we've been saying, but right. as an additional teammate to help um in the potentially bad economic yeah they've been saying recession for a little while now a while yeah quite quite some time so i would uh so first when the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. what i guess it's been almost three years now which is crazy to think about but so about about three years ago is when all this stuff went down and that was our first play. So our first play as an organization was automation. What can we do internally to make things better, quicker, faster? Mm-hmm. And we did it because we – so we shut down our office space October of 2019. So otherwise, people were going into the to the office. That was before you. But there were we had employees who would go into our Tyson's location, and they would – physically work there i know that's like hard to believe right we have people (laughs) in our office space but that was the big play was everybody had a certain amount of days that they could work from home but you had to be in the office and we did have clients that were in our same office building so that's why we did it and so that we could meet with them and be a support to them and then when the so we shut it down october of 2019 and we did it mainly because we expanded our clientele to outside of tyson's and and virginia and so there was no real real need and it just seemed like kind of like a waste of money to us so we shut it down and then it just so happened that four months later it really didn't matter but we combated a lot of that with automation so we had already had a lot of processes in place to combat us not being in the same room together and then when the pandemic hit we didn't make a single layoff which you know we ended up getting whatever with ppp money to help us without but even before that we were like we're not going to make any layoffs and we're going to do it because of automation 
And if we have to let people go, then we're going to combat it with automation. So we had already had that mindset going into the pandemic. Now, outside of the pandemic, going into the recession, I mean, this, that essentially what we're going into here is another 2020. Hopefully not as severe. Hopefully not as crazy as what 2020 brought. But <laughs> depends who you ask. I mean, some people are pointing to this economic downturn, and this is not a financial podcast. Some people are pointing to this downturn in a similar way as 2008. So they're the trends, if you follow the maps. Very similar. Very similar. So you might want to, I know that you're in the process of buying a house. You might want to pause like six months and then get a really good deal. But I know you're getting impatient. <laughs> My lease is up in May. <laughs> well, hey, May might be a go. really good time to buy. But it, either way, automation can help you do more with less people. Exactly. And especially once we're kind of in still like the great resignation, like mm -hmm. people are still having a hard time finding people to work for them um, as well. So you kind of see like both ends of the spectrum. That's a great point. Right. You see these companies who hired a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Overhired probably. Overhired, exactly. And then are laying them off. Right. Um, and then you also see businesses who are having a really hard time finding people at all. So and kind of help help on both ends of the spectrum we've talked about that off of our podcast right about the the touched on it yeah the pandemic a lot of companies hired during that time so that they could receive ppp money and get through the 2020 stuff getting tax benefits for not you you received benefits for hiring during that time period and you don't want to think that's what happened but i'm sure it happened probably happened uh, yeah <laughs> I, i'm guessing i'm speculating that lots of organizations did this but right it would play with everything that we've been seeing over the last now that the pandemic is over you know so to speak you're seeing people get laid off for, who don't want to go back to the office because now offices are opening back up. Mm -hmm. And so the people who don't want to go back, organizations are laying them off. And maybe they could have done it anyways because they overhired during the past two years. And then you're starting to see that with, what, Amazon laid off 10,000 people in a day. Who else? Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Any big tech company, Netflix. Really? All kinds. Of, I think there was 30,000 layoffs in our Q1, which is the, you know, we follow the government calendar, so Q1, right. but really Q4 for commercial. And then you had Amazon come out. We did that podcast where we talked about Amazon said that they were going to make an additional layoff here in the calendar, the beginning of the calendar year here in January, which we'll keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. And they said they were going to be laying them off in what customer service and hardware, I think was the other one. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. But customer service was one of them. And how can you combat customer service? With an automated service. Yeah. That doesn't make any errors. They don't make any errors. <laughs> with a bot, right? Exactly. With this automation stuff. So I think that this big... T now, when was this article published? So this is recent, I think. Um, oh, from two days ago. And they mention it's all about 2023, I believe, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so in the article, they talk about a, a bunch of different CFOs. Now, if you're a, a CFO, and again, this is not a finance podcast, but if you're a CFO, you're making extremely conservative 
projections and uh, budgets for this year be- simply because nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, right, so they're trying to clamp down on spending. Yeah. It's going to be a while. While still trying to keep up with everything that's changing. Right. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. And now we're not – it's not a presidential election year because I believe 24 mm-hmm. is the election year. But this is a big year for that. You're going to start to see campaigns start, you know, for those who are going to establish themselves as potential runs in 24. And so that can always have an impact on the economy and the way things shake out and big businesses. And it, it's, it can potentially be something to keep an eye on. And right. so it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. A lot of people seem to think that something will happen this year. This is saying, I think you were going to touch on it, that 96% of people, yeah. or CFOs at least, um, say that a downturn will probably affect their business in some way. Right. And they wrote it. How did they write it? They wrote it like 4%. Uh, 85% of financial leaders are revising forecasts in advance of pending recession, with only 4% reporting such a downturn won't affect their won't business. Affect 4% says that it won't affect. That's, mm-hmm. that's tough numbers right there, man. 4% of businesses say that, hey, of the reporting businesses. Now, we don't right. – it. this could be like 100 businesses or something mm-hmm. like that. So we don't – we want to caution those types of statistics, but – it, these aren't good numbers. Now, I think everybody is preparing for some whatever recession. Some people say it's going to be really bad. Some people are just saying that it's going to be, you know, a blip and we'll be and we'll, we'll be okay. I don't really know what to to believe. I think that I think that it it will be pretty damn close to 2008. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, I I don't think that this is going to be a, a great year. Now, for automation, if you're looking to do automation, it's going to be a great year. Because mm-hmm. this is going to be an innovation time. Hard, whenever hard th- hard times dawn, people get smart. Well, well yeah, exactly. And you saw that a, a lot um, at the beginning of COVID, too. Like, people had to figure out what they were going to do because they're not in the office. They can't operate as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I worked at a winery. I was physically driving, like, orders, wine orders to people's houses. Yeah. Um, so they just had to come up with new ways. We got a whole new reservation system. We never used to take reservations before, but we kind of had to because of COVID. Um, so you saw that a lot, like people just investing a bunch of money into new technology. Businesses will make it through. Right. It, 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 even if it's just as bad as 2008. 2008 didn't kill all businesses. No. It was super bad for the housing market. And if you had a lot of money tied up in the housing market, then you were in trouble. But... And who knows what this is really ultimately going to do and what industries will be affected. But if anybody's affected, then even if it's just inf- inflation a little higher, more so, it's it's going to force businesses to innovate, to change the way they're doing it. To your point, we just saw this three years ago. And probably more so than ever. Uh, yeah. I think there's statistics about that. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> 2008 was 2008, and that sucked, but the pandemic, you could argue, was way worse than 2008. You know, you, 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 businesses were shut down. We, we haven't seen anything like that. Right, ever. and they were forced to. They didn't have an option. Right. It wasn't like, hey, man, if you can keep going, then keep... No, it was... 
Shut your doors. Sink or swim. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this Pretty year. Pretty quickly, with... too. What was that? Pretty quickly as well, oh, since everything just... was changing so fast. All the you, you didn't know. have time to prepare. Exactly. Little. Which at least this this year, if we do get something, there's time to prepare, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. what this auto, this uh, automation article is saying. Where is it from? Um, CFO dive. CFO dive. Um, okay. But it keeps mentioning this survey from OneStream, um, which is mm-hmm. the same one that just mentioned like the 96%. Mm-hmm. So it is saying that 57% of finance leaders said that they plan to increase their investments in cloud bla- cloud-based planning and reporting solutions in the new year. Yeah. So you're cutting cost. If you're mm-hmm. if you are investing in cloud, you're moving capital expense or capex into operational expense or opex. Exactly. Looking to balance growth and cost exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Interesting. I mean, look, if you have an if you didn't move into the cloud after the pandemic or 2020, then what the hell were you waiting for? So, me, these are just the slow people, I feel like. I I would I would argue that if you're if if you're one of these people, you're probably slow, slow to the game. You guys <laughs> need to stay ahead of these things. So, you know, I'll tell you what, we're not going to change the way we do business. We're already high on automation. We're already high on innovation and AI. We've been doing this, but we're investing a ton into bots over the next five years. In Microsoft, there's something called Power Virtual Agents, which is a bot. It's a low-code, no-code, drag-and-drop, essentially, virtual agent, which is a bot. I did see an article. I almost brought it up. Um, it was about how low-code, no-code was going to be like super popular this Huge. year. Huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been doing low-code, no-code for six, seven years. And people are starting to get onto the wave. Now, the people who are go- on get jumping onto the low-code, no-code wave now are going to be five years behind everybody else who have already done it and they're going to be, you know, we are going to be looking into AI, machine learning, deep process automation and, you know, freeing up hands to do other things while these other people are going to be building low code, no code for the first time. So there's always that like early adapter, you know, innovator, early adapter, late to the party type of curve, bell curve. And that's where we're at. I think that's probably what this article is about. I would be very, does it show who the poll is? Like if you click on that poll, is it going to tell you who it is? Um, it does not. Uh, no. No, it doesn't give you, I would be, I would be interested. We should find that out and drop it in the show notes to see who, what types of, I bet you it was like financial I, I could find institutions it. or somebody who is like super concerned about so OneStream is a leader in corporate performance management. So CPM solutions for the world's leading enterprises. Enterprise organizations. Mm-hmm. Does it say, did the, is it a specific industry or? I think finance. Finance? I believe so. That would have been my guess. Mm-hmm. Finance is usually late to the game because there is so much security around it. There's so much governance around it. There's, there's a lot that goes into it to finance so if you're in the finance industry you probably didn't innovate too hard over COVID. not because you didn't want to but because you because you had a million hoops you had to jump through and now is your time and you're doing it just in time for the next downturn but okay yeah i'm no surprise for me that people are freaking not at all and we've literally said it every single for the last six months we've been talking about this 
our main point is people are using automation not to re- not to replace people. No. Look as it look at it as a tool that you can use to make your processes more efficient and to save you money. Yes. And free up your time. Bingo. Nailed exactly. it. It is especially if there's a looming recession. It is there to assist, especially in a looming recession. Mm-hmm. And that's just lights your fire under some people's butts. Now, if you didn't have some fire under your butt after a pandemic, now you got a bigger fire under you over the next year. Hopefully not. Hopefully the recession's not that big of a deal. Look, we're due for a recession. And when people hear recession, they immediately think 2008. We've had recessions every 11 years, I believe, is kind of the trends. Again, not a financial podcast. But the, I believe it's an 11-year stretch is typically when recessions happen. It's just, it just means like an economic downturn. But if people think 2008 when we had that crash. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always mean crash. It could just mean, hey, we're in an economic downturn. I believe a recession means like two quarters in a row that have like a down, downturn or down quarters in a row or something like that. There's an official definition for it. Which many people argue that we were already in a recession this past year, and then people were like, no, we weren't. Yes, we were. So I would look for what just happened, at the very least, what just happened in 2022. Look for that when you're doing your automation projections. Like, what could we stomach this past year? And then how can we be even better in 23? If 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 you don't believe it's going to happen or you do believe it's going to happen, that should at least be your barometer going in. Right. What else we got? So it kind of ties into this next. It's just a quick little video that I found, um, but kind of an example of people having a hard time hiring still. Um, so White Castle has embraced automation and has rolled out Flippy the Robot. Flippy. Is the I love name. that name. <laughs> um, to help them basically cook with the assistance of workers. I love that they name it Flippy, first off. That's Obviously, fantastic. Flipping burgers. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's just a short little video, but essentially it has the vice president on there. In a hundred of their locations, they now have this kind of human-powered, human-assisted robot, um, if you will, to yeah. flip burgers and fry fries at the perfect at the, he, he made he, sure. Yes. Yeah. So it perfect did. Perfect crispiness. It did show the video. We watched the video together. Mm-hmm. It is Ohio? Ohio, but it's at a hundred locations. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Ohio location was, I believe, was the first one, and I guess it was like a, a proof of concept. And there's two, there's multiple things that go into this. One is, and I don't think that this should be overlooked, is that minimum wage is set to increase this next year to go to fifteen dollars an hour. Over the last two years, it's it's increased incrementally, I believe, is the if I'm using that word correctly. Whereas 2020, it was set to increase, or yeah. 21, it was set to increase, and it did. 22, it was set to increase, and it did. I think it went to like 1350 or something like that, at least here in Virginia. And then in 23, it's set to go to $15 an hour. So Flippy the Robot, they did not create Flippy the Robot in three weeks. No. They knew all this stuff was happening. Right. Now, they haven't been able to hire, this is generally, you haven't been able to hire minimum wage, minimum wage workers or hospitality workers. Right. You had the huge exodus out of the hospitality industry because of COVID. So you're, you're two-folds there. People already didn't want this, these jobs because of minimum wage has increased. Um, it, it, and so you're able to get 
other jobs elsewhere. If, I, if you're going to pay me $15 an hour minimum or 13 whatever it was this past year, I can go do other things. You know, everyone's fighting for these workers. So, hey, you're in charge, you know, the worker is. And then you had this mass exodus with COVID where restaurants were shut down and people just don't want to go back because they were working multiple jobs and now they have an excuse not to go back. That's Those are two parts of this. You also have, there's already been tons of innovation around hospitality where you've seen, I don't know, do you go to McDonald's? Like, are you a big McDonald's person? I love chicken nuggets. They're great. Double cheeseburgers. So mm-hmm. good. Have you been to into a McDonald's recently? In, no. So <laughs> when you walk into a McDonald's, at least I, I'm sure not every McDonald's is like this, but very similar to this Ohio robot. It's not everywhere either. Our McDonald's. If you go into the McDonald's, it's completely renovated. It's the new renovated ones. Mm -hmm. They only have one cash register. The rest are touchscreens. The rest are touchscreens. I've seen that. Yeah. You go up into the kiosk. As soon as you walk in, you type in the kiosk. I saw it a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It prints out your receipt and you hold on to your receipt. And then so the the takeout window is bigger now because they're giving you your food more than taking orders. So that was like step one. Have you ever been through like an automated drive-through? No. I have. I have not, but I've seen that they're a thing. What is that? It's like a instead of a person on the other side, it's it's a machine. A bot, yeah. I mean, why not? Have you been to Starbucks where their video pops up, like on the screen of the person giving your order? Yeah. Yeah. I hate I, that. I, I have seen that. It's, it's like awful. a video. It's like you're on a Zoom call with the. <laughs> Yeah. It's awful. I know. It's like early in the morning. It's the last thing They're like, that please I want. don't turn my exactly. video on. I yeah, don't no. want to be on video with you, Starbucks lady. You know, I appreciate that you're on You're TV. so chipper. Yeah. You're like, I haven't, I obviously haven't had my coffee yet. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But this flippy, it is arms, right? It has arms. So there's somebody obviously physically putting like the food in um, to kind of like, you know package package it and whatnot um but the point of it is to help the people that they do have free up more time to do other things so do more with less people that was the question that the the reporter asked and he's like are you trying to replace people Mm -hmm. and the guy was very adamant to say no no we're not trying to replace people now is this going to replace people yeah obviously but we're not try- they're not trying to replace anybody. If they could hire full staff of people, then they would have probably done that. Right. They haven't been able to hire people to do really – I mean he talked about how they have Flippy. And so Flippy makes the fried uh, – it makes the fries. Makes the burgers at like the perfect amount of the time. Burgers. And what was the other thing? The mozzarella sticks, right? Was that yeah. what he was eating? Yeah. So probably – I mean – Basically anything. Variety of fried food. Yeah, anything that was fried or, or flipped, this thing was doing it. And the order comes in and it dropped the fries into the fry order. And then it has this robot arm who's shaking the fries, taking them out when the buzzer goes off, and then putting them onto this like conveyor belt tube thing that went into like the fry thing where the person then just puts the fries into the order and hands the order off. Right. And so... You can do le- you can do more with less people. Yeah. If you could only find three people to work your location, which the Wendy's near me, it's typical. They got one person in there, <laughs> right? And and she would be on the drive-through. Yeah, exactly. And she'd be like, "It's just me. Be patient." I'm like, 
I'm, you know, you're good. Do you, you know? So she'd be taking your order and then she would run and cook it and then she would bag it and then she would bring it to the window and hand it to you. Right. Defeats I, the idea of fast food. But. Right. <laughs> I bet you she would be pumped to have Flippy. I'm sure. You know, I just got to take your order and then I walk back and grab it from Flippy and hand it to you instead mm-hmm. of me having to cook it and do a uh, huge stress release. Right. Again, if there were people to do these things, Flippy wouldn't be there. But the fact that people are mass exiting out of this industry, you got to do something. People are going to be bitching and complaining and saying, Flippy's taking jobs. Who, Whose jobs? Right, there's nobody there in the first nobody place. Nobody wanted to do this. Exactly. People left. So again, it gets back to the idea of replacing mundane tasks right. t- that are time consuming, that mm-hmm. take your time away from other things with automation. And I hate to keep harping on the minimum wage increase, but that absolutely has something to do with it. Oh, yeah. You, you can't ignore it. The minimum wage increase. Why would I go flip burgers at McDonald's when I can make TikTok videos and make money? Do something else, you know? <laughs> like, there there were, because uh, fast food restaurants paid better than, or at least they had the opportunity to pay better than other places. You could be like, hey, we're going to, you know, pay you X amount, you know? But now when you minimize, you, you maximize the minimum wage, like the minimum wage in Virginia was like 750. And so you were making $12 an hour. So you would make like four bucks, five bucks more an hour to go McDonald's. And now everywhere's $15. So I'll go do something that I would have preferred somewhere else and not flip burgers. So right. interesting. I love Flippy. Uh, we'll have to put that video on. Uh, go work wherever, which is live now. It is. Go work wherever.com. I'm excited. Yeah, I can make a little blog post about it. Yeah, we'll include Flippy. Add so it in the description for yeah. you. I love it, though. And he went on. I'll to... add both into the description. Yeah. I'll start doing that the articles and the. Um... Now that we're talking about these, and now that we have a website yeah. for people to go to. So, yeah, I love it. I love Flippy. I think he's awesome. I really wish that my fast food restaurants near me had a, had a Flippy because <laughs> I would love, I honestly would love to walk into a McDonald's or whatever, hit the kiosk, and then watch Flippy. Sure. Like, have you ever seen those gumball machines where you... It does, like, make me nervous, though. Sorry, I just totally cut you off. No, you're fine. So what imagine how many times you go to McDonald's and their freaking ice cream machine is broken. All the time. You think Flippy's going to break like that? And maybe. Man. And then, they can't, and then they can't even make hamburgers? Then they can't even order. Then, wow. I didn't think about that. And what if somebody doesn't know how to do it? Because it's been replaced because by Flippy this robot. Does it. Man. You might be onto something there. But I don't know. that person who doesn't understand the process is going to get paid more, probably to do less. You'll probably make more than $15 an hour because I don't got to pay three people $15 an hour. I could pay one person $25 an hour to just run the McDonald's. And if anything were to break, no, you know how to, so. you can yeah. fill in the processes, which that's what we're going to see across all enterprise too. People are like, oh, it's taking my whatever job that runs the purchase card request process. Okay, well, if you understand it, you become a SME, so a subject matter expert. And SMEs get paid more money. So... I think it's a good thing. I think this is I think this is great. I love Flippy. I would love to use my kiosk, punch it, watch Flippy make my burger or my order and have it come down some like crazy like spinning thing like that <laughs> like the gumball machines. Use a regular gumball machine and it just comes through 
Or and it's like twenty five cents, right? You, you put your quarter one. in and you spin it, and then the gumballs there, right? And then you see ones that are like a dollar, right? And they go through like the it like throws it and like goes down this like it's like a maze kind of thing, like a yeah. mouse trap. People pay for that. They they want to be entertained while you bring them the gumball. Imagine that. Imagine like you go into McDonald's or Taco Bell. It's like a Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. People will sit there and watch the donuts be made. So you could weird. just sit there and watch your food get made by a robot. I think that would bring people in. I love it. I want it now. Now I need to go see Flippy. Let's road trip it out to Ohio. It reminds me, I watched the weirdest movie yesterday. What did you watch? It's called The Menu. The Menu. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard HBO of it. HBO Max. I won't ruin it, but. What's it about? Give me an out an about. Give it's me a... so hard. I can't. No? Okay. So I just have to watch it? It's a unique dining experience. A unique dining experience? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it have anything to do? Like, should I watch it and then we talk about it next episode? Probably not. No? No. All right. Well, then <laughs> <laughs> well I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Well, do we have anything else? Are there any other articles? Do we make it through? Just the two. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for hanging out. Uh, we have a YouTube. You can watch us live on YouTube. We are live on Spaces now, actually, for the first time. This was actually just kind of a trial, but we did it. We went live on Spaces. We're going to try this out here and there. So you can listen to us on Twitter live while we record. You can watch our live recordings on YouTube, and you can catch all episodes at GoWorkWherever.com, where we'll include show notes, videos, articles, and all that fun stuff. Anything else you want to add? I'm good. You're good. Sydney's good, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time. See ya.